And here we go. Um, it was truly a masterpiece. I don't know about all that. Ugh, absolutely the worst movie ever. Hands down, bar none, the greatest action spectacular ever. Well, uh, the other one just stuck them up. Are you asking me? I promise I'm not going to sing this time around. Welcome to the Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Justin Kavner. With me as always, Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a film absolutely amazing or just pure rubbish. All that we ask of each other is don't be crazy, especially on this Friday the 13th. So don't be crazy, Zach. I invented a device called Burger on the Go. It allows you to obtain six regular size hamburgers <laughs> or 12 sliders from a horse without killing the animal. Sharper Images considering it? Sky Mall's considering it? Was <laughs> it like Sears said no or something? Sears like said that. no. Yeah, Sears said no. That's terrible. <laughs> I know. I don't like that, but it is a good Dwight line. So, uh, how's it going? I am good. I, I got no complaints. It's a spooky day today. It's very smoky here in Seattle. And I swear I saw Jason Voorhees walking through the smoke. And he was running, and then he started walking a little bit, and then he was running again, and it was crazy. So, Yikes. Sounds yeah. horrifying. I know. It was scary. <laughs> yeah. I don't like. <laughs> no, no. Do you typically watch scary movies on Friday the 13th? In the event that the universe is 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 aligned <laughs> and Friday happens to be a 13th, do you watch a scary movie? Yeah, so actually, you know, it's so funny because when we did the uh, Planet of the Apes podcast and I was talking about Apple TV, how I don't have it on my um, my Android TV, then you were like, why don't you just watch it on your Xbox? And I was like, motherfucker, I'm stupid. So I set it up on my Xbox and now I've been using my Apple TV. And a while back, like a year or two ago, I bought um, for like 20 bucks all the I think there's 10 of the Friday the 13th films that I, I was able to get digital copies and it was on Apple TV. Um and so, yeah, typically every Friday the 13th, I just start, I put them on in the background because I love them so much. And it's, um, you know, like one through mm, one through seven, skip five. But yeah, I just kind of leave them on and, and just let them listen. They're like comfort food in a scary kind of weird way. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love them. I love Friday the 13th. It's one of my favorite horror f- uh, franchises ever. I just can't get enough of it. And I think. They're stupid and campy, and I have an affinity for them. But yeah, man, good for you. So we haven't had a Friday the Thirteenth since November of last year, and our next one isn't until May of twenty twenty two. Whoa, really? Yeah, that's I mean, a just long time from now. Looking at a calendar really fast oh. while you were chatting, I was able to figure that out. <laughs> that's right before. Wait a minute, really? My birthday's yeah. on a Saturday. Oh, that's right, because that's because my birthday would be the next day, May fourteenth. Mm-hmm. So. I will watch the movies and I'll stay up all late at night and then I'll be like, it's my birthday. So yeah. <laughs> have a piece of cake. So pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> so uh, what have you been watching then? Um, not a whole lot. Uh, I've been busy at the work job, so I've been keeping like the Simpsons on in the background. I started back from square one and uh, season one, episode one, and then just kind of let it play through. I think I'm through season three now or season four. Um, I started kind of watching It's Always Sunny um, again, and I really like that show, but I didn't really watch that much. I think I did watch Empire Records. Um, and then I also watched like Friday the 13th, part four and part seven today. But yeah, not a not a ton. I, I, I feel like I'm forgetting something like I watched something on HBO Max um, other than Suicide Squad, but I don't remember. All right. It wasn't Spirit World or anything. Oh, man. So. I almost watched Young Guns. Uh, 
someone had posted like a picture of what Billy the Kid looked like, and he just looks like this fucking doofus hillbilly guy <laughs> with a big hat. And uh, I was like, no, he's supposed to look like Emilio Estevez. And then I wanted to watch it, but then I Mighty opted, Ducks guy. <laughs> yeah, I opted for Jaws instead. Um, I listened to the podcast, The Inside of You, that you were talking about with Kiefer Sutherland and Jason Patrick. That was really good. Yeah, that was a good one. But he was talking about Young Guns, um, how like they filmed the trailer before they filmed the movie. Yeah. And he's like, I hope none of us die. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's pretty morbid, but he's right. right. <laughs> yeah, they're all riding horses and shooting guns and shit. He's like, and and then it's like, you know, we, everyone's expecting to see all of these people in this yeah. movie. Yeah. So if one of us doesn't make it, then that's yeah. going to be a problem. I know. I was like, whoa. But that was a good show. That was a good episode. I liked it a lot. And It I, was really good. Huh? Yeah. The Jason Patrick thing about his uh, grandpa, Jackie Gleason or whatever. I was like, yeah. that is a piece of shit, dude. No, fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. And I love was, how they're like besties after all these years. Yeah, that was cool. And he told him the wedding story. He's like, when he first got married, he goes, hey, like, if, if you want to go, let's just hop the fence and get out of here. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's 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 a dude right there. That's a dude. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. What about you? All right. Uh, yeah, so I watched Alita Battle Angel Ooh. yesterday. I had never seen it before. Neither have I. A lot going on in that movie. Um, it was good. It was fun. Um, I'm glad I watched it. That was Rodriguez, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It, um thing is, though, it ends a bit of on a, on a cliffhanger there. So I don't think it's going to ever see the light of day. So it's kind of... I'm okay with that. Like, like you know how the Matrix ends with the phone call and then him just flying away? Yeah. And like that's kind of badass. <laughs> that's, yeah, I'm okay with it. Like if we never got a Matrix Reloaded or Revelations, um, is it Revolution or Revolution? Yeah, Revolution. Reloaded and Revolutions. Revolution. Okay, yeah. So if we never got those two, I would have been okay with that. I think I like the idea that you know it's on, like Donkey Kong, and Neo's just gonna put the system on trial. <laughs> I'm okay yeah. with that kind of ending, and we kind of get something like that in Alita, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm um, coming for you. Yeah, I, I, I've wanted to watch it. I know it's on HBO Max and I, I've wanted to watch it? it. I think so. Oh, man, because I rented it on Voodoo. <laughs> oh, unless it's not on HBO Max anymore, but it was for the longest time. And I, I think it's on my list. I, I do need to check it out. Um, I think about the Matrix, too, real quick. I was thinking about it more and more. And I was listening to a podcast on the breakdowns of those to help me kind of understand it more. And the guy who was on there, he's like, you know what? I'm having more fun discussing the matrix reloaded and revolutions than I am watching them. And I was like, that is so true. Cause I think those movies were smarter than they needed to be. And, um, and, and, and the first matrix was just such a, a phenomenal film that it was just hard to capitalize on that, you know? Right. So those are, those are really fascinating movies. I still like revolutions and reloaded quite a bit, but, um, they have a lot of issues. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, right on. Okay, cool. Alita. I dig it. Yeah, I was I was I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I do not see it on HBO Max, by the way. Oh, well, then I'm a liar because it used to be. So it's probably gone now. <laughs> uh, well, I think I have my rental for 72 hours. So if you want to watch it on my booty, you can. She maybe I'll just have to do that then. No. And it's in four Ks. Ooh, now you're talking my language. Yeah, I thought I was buying it for five dollars or for four dollars, but. Turns out I was just renting it. I was like, oh, <laughs> Voodoo always has the weekend deals that are like five dollar uh, films, and I'm like, ooh, sweet! I will pick that up. Yeah, and uh, so I've been getting my collection up. I, I did see that Almost Famous now has a 4K release, and I'm like, God damn it! Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> so yeah, I didn't buy that though. Yeah, I don't think that you need that movie in 4K. No, that's not a 4K film. Speed Racer, yes. 
Dude, uh, today you can get on Vudu, you can get the eight movie collection of Friday the 13th for $13 in HD. Nice. That is... It's streaming on the Hulus. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I own them, but... Well, I, I think didn't. it might be on Stars, uh, but I oh. have it on. It was just available. I, I guess I paid for Stars. <laughs> That's a great deal, because you probably can't get that deal until next year on May 13th. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, so get on that. Thirteen dollars. That's not bad. It's all of them. It's it's eight of them. Oh, so yeah, eight. everything so up, up until Manhattan. Jason King's Manhattan. Yeah. So no Jason goes to hell. No Jason X, and no. But um, that's an incredible deal. Freddy though. versus Jason, and no Friday the Thirteenth reboot. Yeah, that's an incredible deal though. And and I, I if I had it on Voodoo, that would have been great because then I could cast it to my TV. It's not a big deal turning on my Xbox, but you know, it is what it is. So yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Sorry about that. We went on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, I know. I apologize. No, and it's okay. doing so, I, I totally got rid of all my notes. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but yeah, so in the spirit, oh, I guess real quick, I, I did watch Jaws and I watched Silicon Valley. I finished Silicon Valley. So that was fun. Nice. It's my nice. first rewatch since it ended. And I still love it uh, a second time through. That Jason Hendricks, though, man, he is just one bit, bad decision after another. It's, I know. It's painful. It is very painful. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It sucks. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Kiss my piss. As he says. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, jeez. Uh, anyway, so in the spirit of Friday the 13th, we are going to do Zach's favorite Friday the 13th movie, which is part three. Uh, Friday the 13th, part 3D, as it were. <laughs> and uh, it's directed by Steve Miner, who you might know from Friday the 13th, part two, Forever Young, and Halloween H2O. That's the underwater Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Starts Kristen Stewart. See, <laughs> go scuba. She's in the uh, ship. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love that movie. I, I will I not know let you it do. go. I'll die on that hill. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, it's written by Martin Kittrasser and Carol Watson. Then you have the cast, which includes Dana Kimmel, Catherine Parks, Tracy Savage, Paul Kratka, I guess. Kratka? Larry Zerner, Jeffrey Rogers, and Richard Booker as Jason. I think Jeffrey Rogers is the guy that's on his hands all the time. God. And then Larry Handstand is man. Shelley. <laughs> oh, Paul yeah. Kratka might be fucking stoner Cheech and Chong looking motherfucker. Paul, in the Paul Kratka is the, um, is the, I'm just a country boy. The guy who gets his head squished. Uh, oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. Rick. Chris is, yeah, I Rick. Think it's there Rick. you go. Yeah. yeah. That's right. he's, a, he's a big dude, too. Yeah, he's tall. He's just yeah. a country boy, though, who wears sweaters. So. Yeah. That's and drives right. a Beetle. <laughs> yeah. What happened to my car, man? Um, <laughs> as far as critical reception goes, it's not good, unfortunately. <laughs> it is a it is a rotten tomate. You're going to want to throw this one away. It's at a whopping 7% from the critics. But what do they know? We, of course, want to base everything off the audience scores since... You know, we too are fans and audiences. So that is at a whopping 42%. That's a little bit better. It's almost a 50-50. Some like it, some don't. So that's not so bad. But there are a lot of negative reviews. Um, I don't really want to focus on those (laughs) at the moment. Um, I had a positive one up and I lost it. But it was something to the effect of, Take away the 3D and it's not that impressive. <laughs> Jesus. I forget what it was. I'll find it. I apologize. Hold, please. Uh, one, two. Okay, here we go. It was Ken Hankey from Mountain Express. 
in Asheville, North Carolina. He says, without the 3D, it's nothing to get excited about. But he did give it a lovely three out of five. Fascinating. Because I think the 3D was the dumbest thing in the movie. Uh, One person, Eric D. Snyder, I thought he was cute. It says, it's in three dimensions. All of them suck. (laughs) 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 That's funny. I talk about this before. This whole Volkswagen commercial where the guy's like, this car has three speeds. And the third is disappointment. Take me to Volkswagen dealer. <laughs> Always made me laugh. I dig it. Oh, jeez. So there you have it. And let's see here. The budget was. There's conflicting reports. One said 2.2 million. One said 4 million. Either way, the film opened on this day, August 13th, 1982. Almost 40 years ago. My goodness. And. It brought in a whopping $36.6 million. Yowza. That's impressive. That is impressive. Um, okay. Well, there's some fun trivia facts for you. Sweet. The the house, barn, and lake were all purpose-built on location. So the man-made lake wasn't properly sealed, and subsequently, the water drained into the soil during the first week of filming. Huh. Bunch of amateurs over here. Yeah. Learn your irrigation. This was the first of the Friday the 13th films to use the iconic hockey mask, which means it has been in every sequel since. Wow. Look at that. A small idea in a film turned into this huge iconic thing because probably the first thing that you think of when you think of Jason is you think of the hockey mask and then the Yeah. Yeah. Especially since um, if people are watching it for the very first time and the first one, it being his mom mm-hmm. and the second one, he's got this potato sack thing over it. Like, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck am I watching? Yeah. And he's all tiny. So like he on, on the horse God podcast, they were talking about this because, you know, he, he progressively gets bigger and more like Terminator like. But in, in the first two, he's pretty small. He's just a guy wearing a flannel and he just looks like a country bumpkin. Well, I guess, you know, the first one, he's not really in it. And the second one, he's like a country bumpkin. So right. And the third one, he's a tall, skinny guy. And, and he, he had to wear like foam padding. I don't know if I yeah, include true. that in the trivia. But. That is true. Actually, that, that makes sense. He has kind of like a Quasimodo look. Mm-hmm. And then the the fourth one, he, he gets a lot bigger. And then it just keeps progressing from there. It's taking too many steroids. Yeah. So the original plan for the film involved Ginny, Amy Steele, from the previous film being confined to a psychiatric hospital. Suffering from the trauma inflicted on her during the ordeal with Jason, she eventually finds that intent on revenge. He has tracked her down and he begins to murder the staff and other patients at the hospital. Uh, Steele ultimately declined the offer to return to the series as she was busy with other projects, but has since said that she thinks she should have accepted. A little too late for that now, Miss Steele. It's very close to Halloween 2. I was just going to say that. I'm like, that yeah. sounds like Halloween 2. <laughs> that, that was 81, I want to say. And so, um, but I mean, who knows when they approached her about this idea. That's but either way, true. I mean, I really like Halloween 2. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I did too. Walking around with a scalpel. Right. And this was also just to compare the two. Uh, you know, the first one, the girl continues into part two and then she gets killed. And then this would have been she continued into part three and then probably would have died. too. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's always fun when when sequels uh, are moments later. I always appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. I think that can be really fun, mm-hmm. except when the people age quite a bit, like in a quiet place, too, where they clearly aged. So <laughs> but I get it. 
So the Royal Independent Movie Theater in Toronto, Canada, which closed in 2006, had owned one of the few copies of the movie in its original 3D format. They used to screen the film once every Halloween, and that would be incredible to see it in actual 3D like that in a theater, I should say. That would be awesome. They don't give you glasses. You got to bring your own. <laughs> I know, especially now. You got to sanitize them. See, <laughs> you got to get them off the Cracker Jack box out of the Cracker Jack box to prevent the film's plot being leaked. The production used the fake title Crystal Japan after a David Bowie song. Uh, this began an on on again, off again tradition of giving Friday the 13th films David Bowie song titles during filming. That's cool. That was cool. According to the book Crystal Lake Memories, uh, Chris's past encounter with Jason was originally intended to imply a sexual assault. The series was meant to conclude with this entry and the writers wanted audiences to be pleased with Jason's demise, reasoning that if he were portrayed as a rapist, they would have no interest in seeing him come back. It was ultimately decided this was too dark a direction to take the character and these elements were removed from the film. Wow, that's pretty freaking hardcore. And I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> Another take, uh, originally Jason was supposed to rape Chris in the flashback scene, but this idea was dropped or downplayed, and this is partially due to it being out of character for Jason, for Jason who never sexually assaulted any of, of his other victims. Hmm. Yeah, so I wonder which one is is more accurate. Yeah. Because one deciding that it's too dark of a tone. I mean, it's a movie yeah. with murder yeah. and intrigue, and <laughs> then you have this other one where it's like, eh, it's not really in his... His uh, character sheet. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Whereas fast forward just a couple years and you have, you know, Freddy Krueger, who's a pedophile. Yeah, right? that's true. It's pretty weird. Yeah. Like they I, had I an opportunity. I mean, do that. they had an opportunity to take it in a really dark place <laughs> and they chose not to. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Huh. I'm curious. I know. I'm sure too. someone knows. All about that. I mean, a lot of people are still alive and could tell the story of how it really goes. I mean, there's a, a published book for crying out loud. So maybe that's the more accurate one. I do own it. Maybe I'll do my homework and I'll read it. And yeah. then I'll, I'll get back to you with a 13 page essay. Double space. Curious. Yeah. So uh, here's the synopsis. Following the events of the night before a badly injured and unmasked Jason Voorhees goes to a lakefront store for a change of clothes. That's interesting for of the night before. So basically he killed some tried to kill some counselors and they got the best of him and he survived somehow because that's how movies work. Well, yeah, because I mean, that's the end of part two, right? Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, what's interesting, too, is that this is like 15 minutes of the movie. Uh, I the know. First 15 minutes There's is a lot. It's the end of two in Rocky format. And then <laughs> and then it's him like playing with some clothes and then there's some bunnies and some rats and some guys taking a shit and lady he doesn't, he doesn't wipe his, himself yeah. when he gets up, which is disgusting. It but was a, it's a really weird beginning. It's a really weird beginning. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of 3D going on, too. <laughs> a lot of ins, a lot of outs, oh a lot of whatever. So he gets a change of clothes, but uh, while there at the storefront, he murders the store owner, Harold, and his wife, Edna. Meanwhile, Chris Higgins, who I absolutely love and I have always had a crush on her, mm -hmm. um, and her friends travel to Higgins Haven, her old home on Crystal Lake, to spend the weekend. The gang includes pregnant Debbie, her boyfriend Andy, prankster <laughs> Shelly, his blind date Vera, who does not reciprocate his feelings, and stoners Chuck and Chili. Oh, that's fun. After running into a man named Abel who warns them to turn back, the gang meets Chris's boyfriend, Rick, at their destination. I'm just a country boy from Nebraska. At a convenience <laughs> store, Shelly and Vera go get into a confrontation with bikers Allie, Fox, and Loco. 
Shelly gets in the car and knocks down the motorcycles, impressing Vera. Later, the bikers show up at Higgins Haven, where they take the gas out of the van and attempt to burn the barn down to get even. Jason, who has been hiding in the barn, murders Fox and Loco with a pitchfork before beating Allie unconscious. That night, Chris and Ali. Oh, why do I keep Man, I'm so bad with names. Ali. That night, Chris and Rick head into the woods uh, where Chris reveals that she was attacked by a deformed man two years prior, which prompted her to leave Crystal Lake in the first place. The main reason that she returned was to confront her fears and escape the trauma. <laughs> Fuck that. I would never go back. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a that's quite an ask of somebody. It's um, it's a lot, especially since she just woke up and didn't know. I mean, that's pretty fucking gnarly yeah. so back at higgins haven shelly scares vera with a hockey mask and then wanders into the barn where jason slashes his throat taking his mask to conceal his face jason emerges from the barn vera try uh, retrieves shelly's wallet from under the dock and is shot in the eye with a spear gun in a pretty awesome kill i might add and he's a crack shot jason enters the house yeah, from and the hip too right <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy he stands behind a pole but you can clearly yeah. see the, the line like, on it nobody here but us <laughs> yeah. dark poles <laughs> I know. it's pretty crazy it's so stupid he just <laughs> when it goes right into her eye but uh he's a crack shot kid <laughs> jason jason enters the house and bisects a hand standing andy with a machete that was a pretty gnarly kill debbie finishes her shower and rests on a hammock where jason thrusts a knife through her chest from beneath when the power goes out in the house, Chuck goes downstairs to the basement only for Jason to hurl him into the fuse box, electrocuting him. Chili finds that everyone else is dead and is then impaled with a hot fire poker. When Rick's car dies, Chris and Rick are forced to walk back to the house to find it in disarray. Rick steps outside to search the grounds, but Jason grabs him and crushes his skull with his bare hands, making one of his eyes pop out of its socket. Gross. 3D. Yeah, I was like, whoa, I spilled my popcorn. Jason then attacks Chris, who narrowly escapes the house and tries to flee in her van. The van runs out of gas and Chris makes her way to the barn to hide. But Jason attacks her again inside or attacks her again inside the barn. Chris strikes Jason over the head with a shovel and hangs him. He regains consciousness and temporarily removes his mask in order to get free from the noose, which causes Chris to recognize him as the same man who attacked her two years prior. A still living Ali tries to attack Jason, but he quickly finishes him off. The distraction allows Chris to strike Jason in the head with an axe. Yeah. <laughs> he staggers momentarily towards her before finally collapsing. Exhausted, Chris, pu Chris pushes a canoe out into the lake and falls asleep. Chris has a nightmare of an unmasked Jason run running toward her from the house before disappearing, which then turns into the decomposing body of Pamela Voorhees with her head attached, emerging from the lake to pull her in. The following morning, the police arrive and escort a traumatized Chris away from Higgins Haven. Jason's body is shown to be still lying in the barn as the lake is shown at peace. And that is <laughs> as it 3D. drips into the soil. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, just horribleness, right? Jeez. Yeah, you notice at the end of the movie, she's like kind of crack, like cackling, like like Joker, like she's like had such a bad day that she's like become deranged. Mm -hmm. It's kind of she's she's damaged. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty gnarly, man. Yeah, that is gnarly. All right, then that's a nice synopsis. Taken from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> wiki wiki. Appreciate all the effort <laughs> that went into that. So Friday the 13th Part 3 is one of your favorite entries in the Voorhees saga. Which film of the 12 do you did you see first? And have you ever seen this movie in 3D? So I owned actually I owned part four 
uh, the final chapter on VHS first. I think I got it from Suncoast Video of all places. Oh, and it was uh, it was awesome because it has Jason's mask with a knife going through it. Um, I was super excited and I was probably like, I don't know, 16, 15 or something like that. But um, I saw that one first and then I was renting them all from our local video store and uh, I just started watching them on VHS and I loved the third one for some reason. I think it was because it was the, you know, the iconic hockey mask. Um, and I didn't, so I didn't know it was in 3d. And I mean, I could have read that it said 3d, like part three, 3d, but, uh, until like a friend told me about it. And then I, I did have some 3d glasses that I put on. Um, it kind of worked. Uh, (laughs) it, it wasn't, it didn't have the same effect, I think. And I think it was more just me laughing, even as like a 16 year old kid or 15 year old kid, I was laughing watching it. And when I watched it again, a couple days ago, I was, I was chuckling so hard at just how ridiculous it was and thinking of how intentional the 3d scenes were like sticking an eyeball right at the camera and the whole yo-yo thing and like the popcorn and it's just so intentional but i like the gimmick of it i think that's kind of fun at the same time so all right but yeah that was that was part four was the first one i saw then i kind of worked backwards i went three and then i went one two and then i went like you know five six seven eight and I did not I actually have never seen Jason goes to hell. It's because I know enough about it and I, I don't think I'll be interested in it. It's pretty bad. Yeah, there's like no Jason in it. I, so uh, my roommate loved it. It was like his favorite one in college. Really? And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Man? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stoner, man. I swear to God. He e- loved hearts. the movie so much. <laughs> Yikes. I was like, why are we watching this again? <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I already know that it's not good. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> oh, he was the one where every time we came into a room, we would say, I'm freaked out. <laughs> like from, from little Nicky. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh my God. I dig it though. <laughs> oh. So prior, prior to computer generated imagery or CGI, uh, films had to use practical effects. The horror genre in particular really seemed to thrive with artists like uh, Tom Savini, Stan Winston, or Stan Winston, Rick Baker, and Rob Botton, uh, to name a few. What are some of your favorite or most notable practical effects from films of the, the 70s or 80s? Well, like Rob, Rob Bowden, like you were saying, I mean, the thing is, it's pretty hard to beat that. It's some of the, the greatest and all the stories behind that, too, um, are just incredible. So, yeah, definitely from the thing, uh, the Dawn of the Dead, you know, yeah, like I purposely looked up the thing visual artist because I wanted to make sure I included it since that's your favorite. Oh, my God. It's just I, I, I can never get enough of it. It's utterly terrifying and just so scary and very Cronenbergy and oh my god it's um stuff and nightmares right there i say mm-hmm. boaten uh, i said botten yeah a, i would have said i would have known it was yeah. boaten <laughs> i've heard it both i've heard it both ways and so i just say boaten but sure. um row, i mean i'm, lo- row, I, I, row I'm, I'm <laughs> looking at a, a a the thing poster right now with all the crazy artwork and it's just like whoa this is scary so, um, yeah, Dawn of the Dead, um, Star Wars, actually. Star mm-hmm. Wars had amazing practical effects, like how, you know, Shot it's in space, almost unmatched, you see? Yeah. So They um, built that space station. I know, yeah. That's not a space station, that's a moon. <laughs> it's not a moon, it's a space station. I know, station. I know, I was going the it's opposite. I know, it's opposite um, day. Yeah. Uh, this isn't, you know, this is on the cusp of the, uh, of the 70s, 80s, but uh, T2, I mean, I would even say Terminator, the first one, but T2 more so just because 
just a, an achievement in practical effects. Right. And there so was yeah, some that, good was, that was like 91. But I mean, like even yeah. the Abyss, I think, was yeah. probably 80s. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, mm-hmm. some amazing work there, too. Um, a Nightmare Before. I'm sorry, not a Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare on Elm Street had a lot of awesome practical effects, too. Yeah. Especially and, like uh, with the room where she's on the mm-hmm. walking on the ceiling and everything. Yeah. Talk about, you know, we were we were talking about um, I can't remember what episode it was, but we were talking about how they, they do the whole switch around of getting you invested into a final girl. And you're like, OK, she's going to be our main person. And then, oh, shit, we just killed her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a really good job with Tina for that one. And I think that's why that's why I like that movie so much is just because there's a lot of misdirection and um, it's it's pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, those are those are some of the ones that I can I can think of. Um, from the 70s and 80s, at least that sure. I remember. But no, those are all good. I mean, Alien. Oh, duh, is, that one's yeah, pretty amazing. That's definitely on there. Um, yeah, Aliens. Aliens. I mean, we're getting in. We're get, they're definitely getting into uh, you know some CG for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know the costumes, the makeup. Yeah, you know, we were talking about uh, Planet of the Apes the other day. Oh yeah, and I mean that that makeup is crazy. And what's interesting too is that. When you go back just a couple of decades, it's makeup design. Yeah. Then it becomes visual effects. It's that's so right? insane. Yeah. Just how how good it looks for even being aged. It doesn't look super cheesy. Like they actually look like they could be, you know, orangutans or gorillas or chimpanzees that were actually talking. I mean, they do a pretty goddamn good job with that. Yeah. And uh, you're right, though, with the 80s. It's it's cool because it's it's not overly done CG. And um, I mean, the whole mech suit of of Ripley fighting the alien queen. You could tell they had to build actual props of that. And it's so cool. It just right. looks amazing. Rick right. Baker does such an amazing job. And but, but E.T. E- even. E.T. E- e- 100%. A good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like even with, with Empire Strikes Back, when they're on like this, this ice camel, a tauntaun, right? <laughs> You're like, what is this creature they're <laughs> yeah. riding? Where did they find this thing? <laughs> and then it's like, they, they, I don't get it. What is yeah. this, this thing? And then, you know, it's stop motion. That's crazy that they're able to do that. It's so cool. That's so cool. That is nuts. And I, Jabba I remember, the Hutt and everything. Yeah, I just remember being like an adult and asking like Dave and Randy when we were like, you know, I mean, I say adult, but we were basically kids are 20, but like, I'm like, so how does this whole Tauntaun thing work? <laughs> like, <laughs> I understand how they're riding around as little ice camels. It doesn't make sense to me. Or even uh, like the Rancor, like the Rancor is sure. uh, stop motion too, right? Yeah, it's all pretty crazy, sure. How yeah, that so cool. It's 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 pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I, I and we've talked about this a ton before too. I'll never get tired of practical effects. I take those over over CG any any day of the week. Mm-hmm. It's just it looks amazing. I know it's a lot easier said than done, but still, it looks incredible. Right. Anytime there's like models, like when they're flying over the Death Star and doing the trench run, and the camera's just going over like a huge model that's built in this warehouse. That just looks mm-hmm. so cool. Or even like with Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, they they call them bigatures, right? Instead, like, yeah. they're large miniatures, basically. Yeah, like, yeah. With the, the giant stone statues, and then they wet, they beat the shit out of them to weather them and stuff. Yeah, Minas Tirith um, too. That's same kind so of thing. cool. Yeah. yeah, there's so much detail in it. It's it's absolutely remarkable. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Me too. I had, wish I had that kind of talent, but I don't. <laughs> You're good and at other I, things. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm pretty. I can I can type about. 60 words a minute. <laughs> you're, good at, you're good at making veggie patties and rice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I think I want to say that like 72 words a minute is like my, my personal record. I am so slow at typing. There you go. Oh, I got to practice. I'm too old. 
computers? What are those? Uh, so sound design and audio engineering are key elements for me in, when, in, when it comes to enjoying horror films. Uh, there's something about these Cabin in the Woods movies that just fails to capture what really scares me to my core. Uh, whereas like films like Alien that we we're talking about, where there's so much noise and distortion and disturbances, there's fucking steam flying everywhere, there's just explosions and shit, and it's just really jarring. Um, and there's just mechanical noises that I don't, I can't quite identify, which I find uh, a little bit disturbing. Um, but even something like uh, movies that take place under the water where you can't hear anything, you know, it's just like that pressure sound, which is pretty gnarly. Um, but in these movies, we hear fucking crickets and owls and wolves howling and uh, just insert <laughs> random nature noises. It's so funny. You can pop on any moment in any of these Friday the 13th movies where they're walking through the, through the woods and you just hear the most random fucking jungle sounds. It's so funny. It's like, where, where are they Chalky, at? chalky. <laughs> just on the, the forest moon of Endor. Yeah. It's so crazy. Uh, but then we also have with Friday the 13th is... is all this high-pitched music that plays when someone's about to get murdered, and it just doesn't do it for me. But but how important is sound design for you in horror films? I think it's really important, and we talk about jump scares and how I don't really like them. Um, I do think it's it's fun in these older films because they were newer, so I try to go you know back in time. And music accompanies a lot of the jump scares, but just the high-pitched, you know, like that kind of stuff for for certain kills is is really interesting. Um, and you can tell when things get ominous. I mean, I always have to turn up the, for any horror film I watch, I always have to turn it up because I want to hear everything. And that's part of why I like horror is because I have a heightened awareness and, you know, I live alone in a basement unit, well, ground floor, unit. Liver alone. And, <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, um, I, you know, when I go to bed at night, I'm like, I have to sleep with a fan on because my rule is. If I can't hear it, then it's, it's not real. So <laughs> if I hear little creaks at night and I'm I just watched a horror film. Yeah, it's going to be a hard time sleeping for me. But um, so so I think that's why sound is so important, because I need to pay attention to all of those and just get really into it. But yeah, it is it, it, it is weird how they have just insert random nature sounds here. <laughs> and you're, you're, like, dude. <laughs> you're like, why is there so much going on? This is a lively forest. But right. I think they want you to know like you're in a forest and there's owls everywhere hooting and hollering. So and there's one where like the guy walks outside and you just hear like this. Whoo, yeah. Whoo. <laughs> I was like, really guy. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. I mean, you, you don't know where they are. They could have been in a jungle. You, you got to have the owl in there. So like in my cousin Vinny, when he's trying to sleep in the cabin, and oh, then there's yeah. like that one bird. It's like, he's <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck was that? And then he like runs outside, just like unloads that revolver, and he's like walking back like he's all cool. And then the bird does it again and just slams the door. <laughs> that shit's so funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I love it. So let me ask you this. Do you ever watch a scary movie uh the eve before you go on a big camping trip? Yeah, so I mean scary movies don't really phase me as much anymore. Although I think a big reason I like Friday the thirteenth is it always has this kind of underlying fear for me. Um because I love to spend outside a time outside, go camping, backpacking, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I do get a little kind of anxious when I'm when I'm out there, especially if I'm like the last one up or if I'm just kind of sitting there by myself. Um, I mean, if you do hear a, a creak at night or something, you get a little nervous. For me, it's not really I'm not thinking of a, like a, a serial killer trying to come kill me. I'm thinking of like a bear. But um. There are there are certain sounds that you do hear that you're like, what the fuck was that? Especially when you're in your tent. So it, 
I mean, my mind, how it works, like I was paddleboarding today and um, I always jump in the lake, but there's like some lake weed there. Right. And so the little the grass stuff that's in there that can kind of touch your feet. And I was like, I will not go in shallow areas because I have seen way too many scary movies to know that if something touches my feet in the water, then I'm going under and I'm going to die, especially on a day <laughs> like today. So it is it, it definitely does carry over for me. Um, but I think that's what's so cool about horror films is it gives me this this mentality unlike any other film. Like, you know, I don't go watch a rom-com and be like, oh, I can fall in love with everybody. I just have to have a happy accident. We have to be rollerblading and bump into each other or something. Mm-hmm. So A meat cute. Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. So <laughs> no. it's called. It's called a meat cute. Where you meet them cutely? Mm-hmm. That's when the two romantic, uh, when the two, when the male and female, well, when two protagonists, I guess, uh, bump into each other for the first time and have a moment. It's called the meat cute. Mm. That's not my coffee. This is your coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it's a classic mix up. Oh, yeah. And one's drinking decaf. No. You know. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this, though. So you are in the Pacific Northwest and you've been to all the great hiking spots, uh, at least most of them that Washington has to offer. But have you ever gone camping uh, outside of your neck of the woods, like in the south or in the, the northeast of the United States where it's a different environment? Have you ever done that? And did it scare um, you at all? I camped in Wyoming at Yellowstone, and that was, I mean, that was okay because it was a big park. Um, I haven't spent much time in the East Coast. I'm trying to think of where else I camped. I'm kind of curious because, I mean, it's a different, I mean, the trees are trees, but at yeah. the end of the day, it's it would feel different. You would feel like you were in your backyard. I feel like right now when you're in Washington and you get in a car, even though you drive a couple hours, mm-hmm. it's still your backyard. Right. I think if you, I'm curious if, you know, you would approach things differently if you were in a different set of woods. So if I was, um, if I was in the South somewhere, you know, like the Ozarks or, or a place where I wasn't familiar with, I would definitely have a way more heightened awareness because I'm just waiting for that banjo to kick in, you know, right. yeah. and uh, for like someone to tell me to squeal there. like a pig. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just, um, I mean, I definitely would have my wits about me. And I think that, you know, any, any national park, um, I wouldn't worry as much, but yeah, if I was out somewhere with friends, like you, you excuse me, like out in Tennessee or something, we, we went camping somewhere. I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to be a little more cautious out right. here. Backwoods, so, yeah. one, one radio, one police oh officer, yeah. closed roads. You're not from around here, are you, boy? What do you yeah. think is different? And then it becomes a Texas Chainsaw Massacre setting. Right. I'm like so, a I dinner mean, guest. So something that I've always wanted to do would be like whitewater rafting and stopping somewhere on the trip and camping and then finishing out the yeah, trip, you know, that'd be like awesome. The next day. That's something I've always wanted to do, but I just don't really, I don't think I can do it anymore. I can maybe whitewater raft for like an hour <laughs> after, or after five minutes and be like, all right, yeah. let's go. Yeah. But uh, I, I just feel like it would be a really cool journey. I really want to do it. But at the same time, I would hate for someone to, to hit their head or be injured and then be out in the middle of fucking nowhere and, you know, have to deal with it. Right. Know? Yeah. There's too many factors for me to... I'd, I'd just rather live vicariously through somebody else that did it. Yeah. Well, and then but, if there's a killer out on the loose, <laughs> then that just complicates things even more. Well, that's why I post uh, pictures for everybody so they can see. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. But yeah. speaking of the Ozarks and, and Rapey, um, what are your thoughts on Jason Rapey's? <laughs> Do you Ugh. think that uh, they made the right call in ditching that plot thread? 
so yeah, I mean, I, that, that was news to me that that was even the thing. And I own that book. Um, it, yeah, it's, um, it, it was weird. You know, I, I think it was really weird. And if they, if they tied it into the other films, maybe it would have been a little bit better because then we would have been like, I don't like this guy. But I think that that would have been too much like a wrong turn or a backwoods hillbilly. And I don't think Jason works as a, as a, a hillbilly. I think he works as a deformed kid who just kind of wants revenge on his, on his dead mother. Um, so it's, it's interesting. There are moments though in, in other films where like in part four, where he's just murdering people left and right and at ease, you know, at the drop of a hat, but then he kind of hesitates for certain people or he'll like kind of try to grab him and he can't grab him or he'll try to run down the stairs, but he can't catch up to him. And I'm like, you're like in arms with the way, how can you, why are you, are you just toying with him? So I'm wondering if maybe um, they had ideas to try to make him seem a little more rapey. Uh, it's just, I don't know. And those two statements you said earlier, or we, we put earlier, I don't know. I could see both of them being um, reasons why they didn't do it. You know, it, it being out of character for Jason or it being too dark. Because um, in, in horror, m- maybe there are certain things it's like, yeah, well, he can murder all these people, but he can't kill dogs and he, he can't rape people. Maybe that's like one of the rules they had. Mm-hmm. So I do yeah. think it's weird, too, that he just doesn't want any friends like. uh Especially when he was a little boy, you know, he was picked on and everything. But I just I never I always thought it was weird that he just never really had a friend. (laughs) You know know. what I mean? Like, I mean, there wasn't even like an animal that he was friends with, you know, um, things like that. Uh, He was just a guy that that just killed constantly. And like, I always think that that's weird. We talked about that with like shark movies where a shark just is never full. They just want to eat yeah, <laughs> over Jesus and over and over Christ. again. Yeah. It's like, dang, this is a goldfish. You just ate something. He ate a whole guy like five minutes ago. Why are you still chompy? <laughs> and uh, it just always kind of weirds me out. And yeah. I don't know. I just feel like uh, it would, it's interesting that he just never saw someone and just was like, eh, maybe, maybe they'll be my friend one day. <laughs> I know that sounds absurd, but I mean, he grew up alone in the, I mean, his mom, obviously, for a while, uh, but, uh, you know, she was she must have really done a number on him. Yeah. You know, she could have been poisoning him this whole time. Like, you know, all people are bad and we're going to kill them all and blah, blah, blah. And he obviously worships his mom. Yeah. Uh, it makes me point. feel bad for him. Yeah. That's, that's So that's just it, right? I mean, uh, to some degree you can definitely sympathize for him and, and the people that he's killing, you know, they, they're, they had nothing to do with his accident. He's just killing people that show up. Anyone in his path, even like the shop owner and the wife, he's just a a murdering dude. He he doesn't, he doesn't go to the store to get groceries or anything. He just, like, how does he survive? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe eats rats and dogs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, except they I don't, don't know. show him doing it. Maybe he eats berries. He's like a berry. Yeah. He eats berries and pine cones. <laughs> He's got little berry spoons back at the, the shack. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So at this point, Jason is just a man. You know, he shows up with no. He shows like no real signs of supernatural powers. At least up to part three, he's just a, a big dude that's super strong. You know, popping eyes out and stuff. Um, he's and he's hard to kill. But are you a fan of making him? a supernatural force of evil that was that was that the next stage of evolution or would you have preferred that he was just a man? I mean, that had to be the next stage because 
you're running out of ideas, especially when you have, you know, the final chapter and his head gets cut in half, basically. Um, I applaud their effort for part five of doing a copycat killer, but six goes off the rails when he's just this maggot encrusted uh, corpse and gets reanimated by a bolt by of lightning, lightning. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And then he literally doesn't even need weapons. He can just shove his hand through people's chests. Um, so there's something to be said about that, that unstoppable killing machine, but it kind of becomes a little campy at times and no pun intended, but it becomes campy at times. Um, what I really like is when, like in part three, you know, when she stabs him in the, in the leg and he's like, Arr! and he yeah. actually makes sounds. Jason, no like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me angry. But um, it, it's because he's, there shows a, a bit of, of uh, humanization and where y- you could probably take him on. He's still an unstoppable killing machine and terrifying, but you know, he, if he bleeds, we can kill it sort of thing. And so mm. um, I really enjoyed him in two, three and four because he seems like a more manageable foe, but in, I mean, in six, seven, eight, nine, and so on, it's like, how the fuck do you kill him? You can't shoot him. You can't do anything. Oh, we're just going to put a chain around his neck and leave him at the bottom of, of the lake. Let's not tell anybody that he's just floating at the bottom of the lake, but <laughs> right. Just, so I, I liked, I liked when he was chained up at the bottom of the lake. I thought that was cool. It's it's cool, but I mean, like he's never gonna die. In theory. I know, I know, and that was one of the things with I think with um, Savini was he was like, "Okay, I'll come back, but we gotta kill him this time." Yeah, for fuck's sake, it's just um, it's, it's gnarly, man. I know it is. So let's let's actually pretend for a minute that Friday the Thirteenth was just a trilogy, and we witnessed the demise of Jason at the end of Part Three, and that's all she wrote. Do you think that the first three movies are enough? Like, are you happy to see the franchise continue all the way up to Jason Takes Manhattan or Jason Goes to Hell or even Jason X? Or do you think that it would have been better to just have this be a three part trilogy? I, I think it needed. I think it needed four because I actually really like the final chapter. Um, the third one, actually, how originally there was an ending that they were supposed to have where Jason uh, decapitates Chris, uh, but they test audience didn't didn't like that they wanted they wanted a w they wanted you know a final a final girl to live mm-hmm. because in two we saw alice from the first one get killed yeah and that then was it, lame he goes all the way to her house which i never understood on a I'm bus like, <laughs> yeah i'm like how the fuck did he get there right yeah, <laughs> like, i don't know took the train took the the white pages saw where she lived yeah I don't know. probably went to a wrong house first yeah like it's just it's insane and so anyways um having i think having four parts just makes it a, a bit cooler because we only really got if, if it would have been three we would have only had you know two jason films and um it was cool to to get him in that capacity in part four where he just there's more people to kill um it kind of makes more sense you know if you have sex you're gonna die sort of thing there's just ridiculous murders and it's, it's kind of a more camp lake kind of feel and then as they get more supernatural like after five it just becomes it goes off the rails right because four final chapters the one where like Corey feldman's like just chopping them up right yeah that's the one where he like tommy supposed to die right so exactly and that would have made a lot that's why he like shaves his head to like distract him and be like Mm -hmm. a young jason kind of thing that's kind of weird and then uh, Chris, that's the one with Crispin Glover too, right? Yeah, 
he's okay. a, he's a dead fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he gets like that corkscrew in his hand, and oh, dude, it's so gross. Yeah, that's, that's gross. Okay, so all right, so let's. I think you're right. I think uh, I forgot that that was so soon in the trilogy. I, for some reason, I thought that was further down the, the line because the next one is his new beginning, right? That's when he gets. <laughs> That's when he gets resurrected, right? And then no, begins. New Beginning is a copycat killer. It's oh, that's um, right. Jason lives is when he gets. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. T- Tommy Jarvis is in um, four, five, and six, Got and uh, and and yeah, he's he's good. He doesn't really come back in any of them, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do like the Tommy Jarvis there. Got it. Okay. So yeah, four probably would have been the way to go. That's interesting. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot to. I mean. I, I won't lie. Like I, I, I saw Jason X in the theater and I fucking loved every second of it. So I was I. like, this I, is, this I had is a amazing. fun time with it. When, <laughs> when he recreates the sleeping bag kill and he just oh, with those two like holographic girls and he just yeah. keeps slamming them against the tree. I'm like, this is brutal. Yeah. I think he finally like, bangs them into each other or something. Yeah. It's like, this sucks. And then uh, our, our boy, Tony Todd is in there and um, he, uh, he, he's the one that like saves everybody from, from Jason out mm-hmm. in outer space. He does this whole Candyman routine, so <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. So now we all have, you know, our favorite James Bond or Batman, but do you have a favorite Jason Voorhees? I mean, I feel like the default answer is is Kane Hodder, just because he was him for you know three or four movies. I think it was like three, four. but uh, four. He was okay. yeah, seven, eight. Uh, then he has like that little cameo in Jason Goes to Hell, and then uh, uh, Jason. Uh, there we go. Okay, so that makes sense. So he's the most recognizable. And I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording his, you know, his walk, like you were saying, is just so iconic and in person. And he's terrifying, man. I mean, even in those in those supernatural ones, it makes sense to have a, just a brooding force like Kane Hodder, because he is a big dude and he is just scary as hell. Um, so I think that's probably why he's so famous. But uh, Richard Brooker did actually a really good job for what it's worth. Um he had moments, you know, where he's he's laying there and not moving and then sticks his hands out like when he's hanging from the, the rope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did a really good job of also kind of running too. like he was running after after Chris and after some of the girls. And I, I don't like that. I don't like when Jason runs. I normally he's a slow kind of walking dude like a Mi- Michael Teleport. Myers. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I but when he runs, I, I'm not a huge fan, which leads me to my other one, Derek Mears from the the 2009 Friday the 13th, which I really, really enjoyed because that was a culmination of like parts one through four. And um, and Derek Mears like sprints after people. And that is fucking terrifying. I mean, the first 20 minutes, you know, like we when we reviewed it, we were talking about it where he runs up and he almost machetes the girl and then it cuts to title card. And you're like, oh, my God, that was terrifying. I hate that moment. It's actually yeah. one of my least favorite moments in it when he just runs and machetes her. And you don't really see it. I'm like, nope, I don't, I don't, I don't like this fast, Jason. Yeah, he, he just like a cool slide at one point. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's got all these booby traps. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking, he's a, he's a Bushman in that movie. Oh yeah. It's, um, see, I think that maybe that Jason, I could have seen as, as a, as a Jason rapey, but, um, I'm glad they didn't go with it, but, but I could see that being it. But yeah, I mean, those three Kane Hodder, Richard Brooker and Derek Mears, um, or probably my more favorites. And even Ken Kurzinger, um, he was in the uh, Freddy versus Jason. He was a he's a he's a big dude in that, too. I don't know how much of the suit helped, but I mean, both him and Derek Mears are just tall dudes. Right. Yeah, he is a big dude. Yeah. Derek, so Derek Mears, I mean, Kane, you're right. Kane Hodder is is a legend. 
but I do think that that Derek Mears brought something new to the table, and he scared the fuck out of me. We were when we reviewed yeah. that movie a couple months ago, like in April or something. I just remember like standing up. I'm like, I can't sit and watch this movie right now. I just got <laughs> I like stood behind my sofa. I was like, fuck, this movie's like really getting under my skin. I I just forgot how fast he was. And yeah, I was yeah. Like, damn, I could never outrun this guy. Yeah, he's and so it, vicious. He is. God, and he's tall as fuck. He's just big and menacing. And uh it's like like a football player, you know, like you got these 300 pound guys that are that are running, you know, 40s in like 3 seconds. <laughs> like how does a human move so fast? I don't get it. Oh, it's, it's impossible, but it's 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 crazy. It's a new breed of of human, I guess. Right? And it stresses me out. <laughs> yeah, me <but> too. <laughs> I don't like it. So, well, I'm glad to hear that you're 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 happy with this performance. Um, so, I mean, you would—is it safe to say that you would have liked to see Richard Booker in additional um, roles as Jason? Yeah, um, I don't know if they knew where this was going, and maybe they they wanted I don't to. Think da- they did. <laughs> yeah, but then it made 36 million. And they're like, well, yeah. guess we got to make more. I know. Um, you know, I think I think they wanted to obviously make another one, but. Um, Maybe, maybe they just want a new blood in there. Maybe there was a whole issue, but Richard Brooker actually, or Booker, he became, um, he used his, his fame afterwards and he, he does like a lot of the horror conventions and stuff and kind of really embraces that Jason performance. So mm-hmm. that's really cool to hear. But yeah, I mean, I, I liked his performance, you know, it's, I think there's something to be said about him donning the, the hockey mask being so iconic and, um, yeah, I mean he's a crack shot, like we're saying. He knows how to shoot a harpoon gun, yeah. <laughs> and he can. Uh, he he likes to use that machete quite a bit and just bludgeon people. Yeah, but, and he oh, and he pops he pops eyes out of their heads too. It's yeah, I did that stuff. once. Really? Wow, yeah. that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny you said new blood since I think part seven is called new blood. Uh, part five is it's uh, uh Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, a new beginning. That's a new beginning. But oh, I think isn't sorry. isn't isn't seven yes, called New yes. Blood? Yes. Yep. Because it's with uh, I forgot her name. I was called like Tina. I think her name is Tina. Yeah, she does. Um, or Nancy, maybe she does. Those are uh, all telekinesis. They're all. Those are all Friday the or Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Fuck. What's her name? I'm pretty sure it's like Tina. I don't know. I I only watch. I usually only watch the first three, and then I skip to. Uh, I like Jason part X. seven quite a bit. Yeah, I've only seen. All of them, like straight through one time. Yeah, um, T- Tina Shepard. I was right. There you go. Yeah. So I've only ever, and I was in high school when I went through. So the first, mm-hmm. you know, I asked you earlier, you know, what order did you watch them in? So I watched one, two, and three in order, and then I watched eight, and then I watched. <laughs> that's, that's a great one. <laughs> well, yeah, I was at a friend's house. Oh um, yeah. I mean, and that's that. Uh, eight was nineteen eighty nine. So I mean, I was mm-hmm. born in nineteen eighty. So. You know, it stands to reason that, you know, I was going to miss some of these, but <laughs> I know that I watched one, two and three in order. And then I saw eight and uh, I was at my buddy William's house and he was like a super, super horror kind of guy. And then I think eight opens with, you know, I think they all kind of open with whatever happened in the previous film. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, OK. And then I then, you know, I had to wait around to watch the other ones at mm-hmm. his convenience. He owned them all, but it's kind of a big ass to say, Hey, can we watch all the other ones? And stuff? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it took a while to finally get there, but, uh, Jason X and Freddie versus Jason. Uh, I did see in the theater. I and fucking then, love Freddie versus Jason. Yeah. It's so good. It's really good. 
She's like, uh, ooh, dark meat. Right. Whoa. <laughs> he's edgy. <laughs> he is edgy. He's such a ham, dude. Yeah, he really uh, is. But all of his interviews are so great. He's a really good storyteller. And he remembers every human being he's ever spoken to. And so he'll tell you about, you know, this guy that was a makeup guy or this person that was an assistant or this person that, you know, was a grip or, or, or a PA and he just knows everybody's names. And he tells you, like, you're supposed to know who these people are when he's doing his stories. But it's so cool that, you know, after making movies across five decades, he still remembers all these people, which is pretty cool. That's really awesome. He's a fun interviewer. Yeah. Yeah, that's really great. So check him out if you ever get a chance. Now, um, <clears throat> this is interesting because uh, Friday the 13th movies, I feel like all the victims are just total throwaways. And are, were you ever torn up at all by any of the deaths of, of these victims? Like, I think I like Shelly and Vera the <laughs> most. But one thing Friday the 13th films have in common is that I never really give uh you know, a fuck about any of these characters. I'm never invested <laughs> in any of them. Whereas with Scream or Nightmare on Elm Street, I, I genuinely grow to really like the characters. What about you? Yeah, I don't really, I mean, I didn't really care about them. I mean, even Chris's story, I was like, this is just weird. And they had a lot of, it felt really rushed for a lot of the characters. And I get it. I well, mean, I spent I, the first 15 minutes. I know. <laughs> I know. It's something that makes that, that doesn't do anything to the story whatsoever. It, re- it really didn't. It's like, hey, just in case you forgot to watch the second one, here's the last 15 minutes of it. Right. But, um, <laughs> you know, if, if whatever, you know. But um, I, I do think that Debbie, she was pregnant. And I think that that was really sad if you if you think about it. I mean, she, she even says that like, hey, we're pregnant. You know, I can't I can't eat this weed. Um, so that was really interesting. Uh, the other people I didn't really care about as much. Chris, I did care about just because I was in love with her and I still am. I think she's gorgeous and I always had a crush on her, but uh, I thought she was a fun final girl. You know, obviously she didn't die. Um, I don't know. The the mom in the fourth one, I keep coming back to the fourth one. I, I felt really bad because she died off screen and they never really show her other than her body. Um, same thing with Rob. He, uh, he has a horrible death. It's stupid. He's like, he's killing me. He's killing me. Run. <laughs> right. run, Trish. He's killing me. And I'm like, I get it. Uh, but yeah, the other ones, you know, they really ramp up the violence in, in uh, part six where he, they literally just have extra people in the movie for him to just murder. And he goes to town, but apparently he has a rule where he doesn't kill kids. Cause there's all these kids at the, at the, the camp and he decides to keep killing the adults, which I'm fine with, you know, I don't want anyone to die, but <laughs> in the scope of this film, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, you know, uh, seven, same kind of thing. He goes a little crazy eight. He goes insane. Uh, and then I, he's barely in Jason goes to hell. And in Jason X, yeah, he just starts murdering people left and right. And even in Freddy versus Jason, he fucking destroys. He kills like a hundred people in that movie, right? Like when they're in the the, the party, in the rave, and the crops and stuff. Oh my god, he's just killing people left and right. Holy yeah. shit! So yeah, I wish they kind of did put a little more um, emphasis and time into the characters because you are right; they all just kind of seem to mesh. And same thing with part two. Really, that that was a victim of it because they added a ton of people um, who were all going to be counselors, and they were they were literally just people to die they were you know (laughs) i know it's so weird bowling pins and it was um it was it was odd yeah it's scream is a hard comparison because you're right you do care about pretty much all the characters and there's there's the different twists and stuff so there's the deaths are more meaningful 
And in these, you're like, oh, well, you know, someone's got to die. So. Right. And and they're 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 well written too. Where like it's it's witty banter, and they're fun characters, and they're relatable. Whereas in this one, it's just like, hey, let's get naked. Hey, let's get drunk, and let's get killed. Yeah, pretty much. Let's do handstands and let's get killed. <laughs> yeah. And then even in the first one, the girl that's in the beginning, she's just some Yahoo that never makes it to the camp. Yeah, <laughs> like, Annie. You think she's the main girl? Yeah. And then she just gets, she gets picked up in the in the car and then she gets, gets killed. And you're like, oh, okay. I thought you were <laughs> going places. I thought the you Saint, were going to be the next Lenny Bruce. The St. Joe Dead is yeah. camp movie. <laughs> yeah. And it is crazy to think about like that era of just hitchhiking. Or you just yeah. get in someone's car? Eat a dick. I'm not getting in anybody's car. Well, I mean, yeah, this is, you know, the 80s, or late 70s, early 80s, where yeah, people could do that kind of stuff. But I mean, you still have the, of these movies that people quit getting. In well, cars. yeah, that and the Ted Bundy's and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. People are like, yeah, not picking up hitchhikers anymore. So. Sketch. Yeah, I don't. I mean, <laughs> exactly. But like what's cool, too. I mean, we were talking about this earlier with characters that survive in one movie and then end up dying in the next. And I remember being devastated when nancy died in nightmare on elm street 3 spoiler alert and then um you know it was a different actress uh playing uh what's the girl's name uh is it chris is that what her name is in in, in part four three and four like it's um God, i'm losing my mind here chris isn't in part four she's only in part three part four they they don't they don't show her they um there's people in the hospital who are sad, um, and it starts out in the morgue. Um, Jason's body gets taken to the morgue. Yeah, no, it's just a different actress playing Kristen Parker in four. No, I'm talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. What I'm saying oh, is, oh is God, like Nan- I'm Nancy, I, Nancy sorry, is in yeah. one and three and dies mm-hmm. in three, and then yes. and then uh, Kristen Parker, who is in part three, dies at the beginning of part four. Right, and then you right, had, right, right. Um, yes, I know, I know, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So Patricia, that's what Patricia I was Arquette's getting. one of them, isn't she? Yeah, she's she's in part three. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to watch. So HBO Max had all of the Friday the Thirteenth except part three, which is the Dream Warriors, which I think is like the best one. And I couldn't watch it. I was really bummed out by that. But uh, but yeah, I do remember because part four starts out and you're like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot that she lives. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. OK, I thought you were talking about Friday the 13th. At first. No, That's no, I was I'm like, sorry. She, no, yeah. I, was, I was trying to, to make the comparison about oh, yeah. liking characters and how yeah. they're in. So like even like go Dream Warriors, for example, you know, we had uh, Arquette's character, uh, Kristen Parker, and she was a very likable character and, and you wanted her to survive. And then a different actress plays her in four and she dies, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. You know, uh, Roland and Kincaid or whatever, or uh, Joey and Kincaid get killed at the beginning also. And they survived in three. And you're like, well, wait a minute. All these fucking people are dying. I just like them. And uh, that always makes me sad. Especially yeah. Especially when we've been celebrating them for like the last 90 minutes and then they get killed in the very next one. That's it kind of feels like a cop out almost. You're like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Why'd you do that? Why are you killing everybody all the time? Well, like in Final Destination 2, Allie Larder lasts like halfway through the movie. So at least you get something, you know, or like Suicide Squad, the new one. You know, Rick, Rick is in it for pretty much the whole movie. And then you're like, God damn it. Right. They, they don't they don't did, did them dirty. So, right. Alice, I think, is the girl in four that goes on to five. Yes. Yeah. That Her brother gets right. killed. And then yes. her boyfriend, Dan, he makes it through four, but then dies at the beginning of five. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, quit killing all these people. I know. It's stupid. I know. I don't like it. 
So, uh, speaking of deaths, uh, which death was your favorite or most memorable in part three? Um, I did like the the cut him in half doing handstands thing. That was pretty gross. Uh, yeah, that's gross. But and then uh, when he's like up in the rafters or whatever. Oh my god! Yeah, it's fucking open. disgusting. <laughs> the uh, but no, the best one is easily the head smash one where you know Rick gets his head just completely smashed and the eyeball jumps out at the screen. I think that would have been really cool to see in theaters in 3D because I would have been like, whoa! Just you know, spilled on my milk duds everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that would have been awesome to see. But yeah, that's that's a pretty iconic kill. He fucking squeezes the guy's head and it <laughs> pops his eye out of his socket. Like, that's insane. And this is we were just talking about, you know, Jason being a, a human at this point. He's not superhuman yet, but he crushed a guy's head with his hands. <laughs> right. He's so he's dude. obviously been working out. But it's funny when you said Jason Bean, I, I almost said it's Jason Bourne. And Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, there you go. I just watched the the Matt Damon Hot Ones episode and it was really good, actually. Oh, so. that's fun. Yeah, I'd have to do some sort of fake wing. Yeah, the, Jeff Goldblum was on it and they've also had some other people on it and they do uh, cauliflower. They do mm-hmm. deep fried cauliflower and it looks delicious. But um, yeah, they did real wings for Damon and um, he was awesome. Just really good interview. And he talked about filmmaking and just seems like a, a cool dude to just hang out with. But he was having a he was having a rough time towards the end. He's like, I'm sweating in places I've never sweat before. <laughs> yeah. He's like, look, you can see that it's dripping from my head. And he goes, I'm probably going to vomit, but not on camera. <laughs> yeah, those so. those sauces can be brutal, man. Oh, I my did. God, um, yeah. There was this place in Kirkland in Washington. I think it's called Wing Dome. And they had sort of their their spice ranks and. I had the second to to highest or second to hottest one mm-hmm. and um my mouth was on fire like mm-hmm. I wasn't enjoying a second of it and uh, it sucked yeah <laughs> they, <out> there. <laughs> in college they had a place it was called wing central and they had like a one wing challenge it was a hell wing you had to sign a waiver and I did it um because I'm an, I was an idiot and it it was so fucking hot it like seriously like blistered my mouth and not not just uh, I mean, the spiciness was crazy and the wing was was warm. But yeah, I think the spiciness just blistered my mouth. It was all these different flavors going through. And yeah, I didn't like it at all. I was yeah. chugging, chugging milk and uh, yeah, it you was can't enjoy it. Nope. Yeah, it didn't feel good the next day either coming out. So I was like, I will not be doing that ever in my <laughs> yeah, life. Like Holy yeah. shit. That was yeah. bad. I, I was always curious what the hottest one tasted like, but not enough to try it. No. I was like, eh, I learned my lesson. It doesn't taste like anything. It tastes like fucking spice and lava. Yeah, there's no eat, flavor. Eating in fire. It. Yeah, there's yeah. like, yeah, when I ate that wing, there was no flavor. And I'm like, this is dumb. This is being hot just to be hot. I like, I'll do habanero and, and, and I like it when it has like pineapple and some other flavors in it that you can really taste because hell yeah, man, I love spice. But nope, I will not do something like that. So, right. Yeah. So um, outside of uh, Friday the 13th part 3D, which, by the way, every time there's a 3D moment, I can't help but say 3D like that <laughs> as it's happening. doesn't matter like, what movie it is. Just like Jaws 3D. Uh, every time. It could be Avatar. It could be fucking Dread. It could be Conan. I will I will always say 3D, 3D. When, there's a, when something's supposed to be flying at the screen. Oh, boy. I think it's so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I'm so glad that that. Is not I know. Thing anymore. Me too. I hated it. I yeah. saw some th- movies in theaters in 3D, and I'm like, I don't like this, and I hope this never lasts. <laughs> so, yeah, ridiculous. Really uh, but what are some of your favorite kills uh, in all of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise? 
Um, so I had to look this up because there are a bunch and I, I mean, off the top of my head, I remembered them. I just needed to know what they were from. But, uh, yeah. So in part seven, um, we get the brutal sleeping bag murder where mm-hmm. that's he, my favorite too. Oh yeah. He attacks a, a gal in the bag and swings her against a tree. It's fucking disgusting. And it's, I mean, that's Mr. Kane Hodder. That's, that was like his signature kill. It's, it's just disgusting. Um, the machete to the wheelchair guy in part two where they're, you know, <laughs> wheels so goes down like all the steps. Yeah. <laughs> Like Wheels McGee, and you're yeah. like, you're not supposed to kill disabled people, and he just gets a fucking uh, machete right to his face. Yeah, and I'm uh, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre kills a guy in a wheelchair. That's too. true. Yeah, that's probably an homage to that. But uh, and fuck. then just a, an extra in your face, you're going down all these steps. That's oh my kinda, god, that's yeah, rude. It's so brutal, and um, that that came out of nowhere. But um, yeah, and then obviously this one, the eye popping one. And then also, as much as I don't like a new beginning, uh, it does have some pretty gnarly kills. The head squeeze one after the guy and the girl have sex. He like he's by a tree and he wraps this leather band around the guy's eyes and then oh, he starts yeah, yeah, tightening yeah. them and it just fucking with the branch. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's it's insane. I that was a. That was a hard one to watch. I remember when I was doing my binge, like I was saying before, I rented all of them. I was like, yep, I don't want dinner tonight. That was pretty gross. So (laughs) Um, those are my favorites. Did you have any that you remember? Uh, So the sleeping bag is definitely one of them. Uh, My other favorite one is uh, from the remake when uh, the girl's in the sleeping bag over the fire and then the the boyfriend's running to her and then steps on the bear trap and he just has to watch her burn. That's fucking hardcore, dude. Yeah, that was I didn't. Oh, man, that was really rough. That one stresses me out. I know he can't because he can't do anything. Yeah, I don't like that one at all. Um, And then, I mean, I like it, but it's it's that's that's true horror to me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. No. Um, and then I like the one with with Judy getting smashed against the, the tree in the sleeping bag. I like mm-hmm. sleeping bag ones. And then my all-time favorite, though, is in Jason X when he dunks the lady's head in the liquid nitrogen and then <laughs> smashes her yeah. face. Oh, my God. I, I was just like, holy shit, when that happened. Because like, I thought she was just going to get dunked and that would be the end of it. Mm-hmm. But then when he smashed her face, I that like brought my legs up and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. I was oh like, boy. holy shit. So mine are more like... Um, Less cool and more just brutal, like they're right. more notable for me to where I was like, I don't I don't like that. The um, uh, in, in Jason takes Manhattan, I really actually like when that when that guy is boxing him Oh, and, on the roof. Yeah. yeah. And Jason knocks his head off. I think yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, he's like, he's like, All right, give me your best shot or something yeah. like that. And just fucking yeah. knocks his head off. And then also when they kill the principal guy who was like. The, the grandpa or whatever and he dunks him into the toxic sludge oh yeah 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 in the that barrel pretty disgusting because it, it's funny when he's going in there he's like ooh, not there you know like he knows he's gonna die but he doesn't want to go in there yeah <laughs> it's, it's just yeah it was fucking gross i always remember that and i'm like manhattan's a really gross uh part of new york right <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but yeah. I, don't, I don't like uh, the toxic waste yeah it's like in robocop when oh god yeah ooh when a meal gets the toxic waste bath. Yeah, I don't like that. And he turns into toxic Avenger, basically. Oh, my God. He's right like, over, ah! by the, over by the truck yeah. or the van. That was and the one guy's like, don't touch me, man. He's <laughs> 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 got the heebie-jeebies. Oh. I don't like. Yeah, that's edgy. 
All right. So uh, final thoughts, letter grade. I know that you really, really enjoy this one. Do you uh, do you like it more every time you see it or do you like it a little bit less each time you see it? I don't know. It's so hard because, you know, after watching this in the fourth one, I'm like, do I like the fourth one more than the third? And I think I do. Um, it's just it's it's hard to argue with the third because I'm just in love with Chris. I think she's just beautiful and I, I really liked her character a lot. Um, but I mean, for all the things that you said, too, I, I don't care about the deaths. You, you kind of like even Shelly, I don't really feel bad for he because he's kind of a dick the entire time. He keeps pulling all these practical jokes, even though they told him numerous times to knock it off. It's not uh-huh. funny. They need a squirt bottle. Yeah. And like, he's <laughs> yeah, he's like still he's cool. Like, oh, you know, I have to do it. And she's like, you don't have to be an asshole. I like you. Yeah. And I know I like Vera. She, I, see, I like Vera. She I, was she, she was, was beautiful. Interest, I think yeah. she was beautiful. But, you know, I, I could I, I couldn't care less about their deaths. So I think and, and also just from a technical standpoint, looking at certain things and maybe it was because it was 3D, but the filters looked weird, like there were weird squiggly lines on, on, on the film prints. And it's very apparent, especially when you watch it in more high def. Yeah, I, I think that is a re- that is probably a result of that version of technology with 3D okay. to where uh, they do it differently now. So okay. I, I bet that has something to do with it. Plus, I mean, all of those movies from that era just sound weird and right look weird visually with or without 3d they always just look like dirty movies there's like fucking lines all over my my monitor i like i literally turned off my monitor and like um wiped it down but there's like little like like black flakes all over the camera when this movie's playing i'm like what the fuck dude It's some compressed air. Your lens is dirty. Yeah. That's so weird. It was weird. I didn't, it bothered me. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think I think I like uh, the fourth one a little bit better. So for a letter grade, this one will be hard because it's not a good movie by any standard, but it's one of those ones that, you know, we talk about what makes things our favorites or why we like them. And it's nostalgia. And for me, this one was very, very nostalgic for me. So, um, I mean, I got to give this one probably just a solid B. It's not it's it's obviously not liked by by everyone and it's pretty middle of the pack if you talk to some hardcore people like our buddy Steve I don't know what he would put this one as cuz we all know you know Jason Takes Manhattan's his favorite one so um but um I yeah I I think it's got to be a, a B for me so what about you Yeah I'm probably more of a of a C <laughs> I don't I don't think any of these movies. I mean, honestly, I think that the remake is my favorite one. So I mean, yeah. maybe my opinion doesn't really matter. But I do think that the the remake is the most scary out of all of them. I think I know that the deaths are a little bit uh, uninspired. Uh, we talked about that when we recorded the podcast a couple months ago, uh, minus the, the the bear trap and fire one. That was fucking hardcore that, right that really rubbed me the wrong way i don't i hate the idea of burning to death and being trapped in a sleeping bag and 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 trying to get out and you can't that just sounds awful right? <laughs> no. um but uh i think three is fun i like how he gets his hockey mask um i like how the girl gets away thank god uh you got three movies in a row where the the heroine escapes mm-hmm. uh, minus you know the the quick and sudden death that happens in the follow-up but yeah. uh, that didn't happen in this case so that's good um but I, I mean, I, I'm, I think two might be my my favorite, uh, like original Friday the Thirteenth movie. Really? Uh, yeah, I think it's really weird because I have a thing with hillbillies in the forest, you know, yeah, yeah. and him running around. Uh, there's a couple of chasey moments in two, uh, in particular, and you know he he kind of runs around in two, and uh, but he's got the bag over his head, so it's hard to take him serious. 
Uh, it's hard to take him as a villain serious, but until he kills somebody. But you know, he breaks through walls. He's like Kool-Aid man. And he's kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, whereas in the first one, you know, people are just dying. Like you see the cameraman's murdering all these people. You know what I mean? It's 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 uh, there's so many killer POV shots in the first one until it's revealed that it's his mom that's killing everybody. And I like that twist. It's just it's it's also hard to separate myself um, from that because it, it is a hard. I mean, we were talking about this, too, before about old boxing films and just how grainy and hard it is to watch sometimes. And that's how the first one is for me, where I get I get the appeal. But I mean, even the lightning is just like flickering lights. You're kind of like, oh, well, <laughs> I guess <laughs> right. that's scary. Right. But yeah. So I don't know. They, they, they get a little bit better as I go on just in that technology, because I do think that that enhances the the, the fear in the films. But yeah, this I, I, I agree with what you're saying Two two just never really stuck out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think two is more just out of a personal fear, mm-hmm. um, which I think is which makes it more exciting for me. Uh, totally you know, wrong turn. Uh, isn't a good movie, <laughs> but it scares the fuck out of me because I'm like, shit, that could happen to anybody. Hills have eyes. Same thing. Oh, it happen totally. to anyone. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> it freaks me out. <laughs> you know, I, I can, I can handle just about any kind of horror movie, but when it's a, when it's a hillbilly, that's mur- uh, a murderous hillbilly. It, it just, uh, gets right on under my skin totally and then you know once once jason becomes this this supernatural force of evil he's less scary to me and it's Mm -hmm. weird that this this shift happens where you root for the killer it's such a strange thing and i'm curious how many audiences feel that way if that's more of a western audience thing or if that's in other countries as well is it weird to root for jason to kill these people are they purposely (laughs) written to be you know, just fodder and, and it's, we're cheering for them to be murdered. Isn't that weird? Whereas like yeah. with the Nightmare on Elm Street, you don't want him to go to sleep. You don't want him to die. Yeah. Um, I think, and Scream, same thing. You're like, oh, I fucking like that character. But what the thing with Scream is nobody's safe unless you're fucking Nev Campbell or David Arquette or Courtney Cox. Everyone else is dying. Well, I mean, with this new Scream, Scream 5, who knows? They I might. Know. I, mean- I, I said the same thing with 2 and 3 and 4. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm surprised with the new one. <laughs> well, it's a trilogy, Sid. That means all bets are off. Yeah, I've I've seen Dewey die every in every movie, but I he know. doesn't die. He has He's to. Wounded. He's old. He's just like a pin cushion. There but I go. mean, it's two very different types of horror movies. You know, I'm not rooting for Ghostface in Scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want them to take that fucker down. <laughs> but it is weird. I yeah. think. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, to that to that point, I do think that uh, with the reboot, you know, I didn't want Clay or Jenna to die. Um, that was a that was a shock to my system when Jenna was murdered at the end there. The Jenna one. Yeah, that was really because you thought you're like, oh, she's going to be kind of like a love interest sort of thing and she'll survive. And yeah, I mean, and I also thought that uh, the brother was going to die. Um, Jared Padlecki, the main mm-hmm. dude, I thought he was going to die. And I'm like. Oh, but he survived. He just got stabbed a little. So Right. And then when his sister gets pulled into the water at the end, mm-hmm. you're just like, really? You're going to hang out by the body? <laughs> I know. Like, Get the fuck out of there. Hop on the motorcycle and go. What's the well, problem? Even in this one, too, when Chris, in part three, when Chris, like, you know, does an axe to his face and then is like, okay, everything's fine. I'm just going yeah. go on the lake. I'm like, fuck that, man. He just murdered everybody. You better be chopping him to pieces. Yeah, I know. 
I've seen too many movies to know what to do. <laughs> Rip his head off. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about it for me, man. Uh, why don't cool. you go ahead and take us out? Sweet. All right. Well, a whole bunch of fun. Thank you for listening to the Don't Be Crazy podcast on this uh, marvelous Friday the 13th. We will be doing a new beginning on Friday the 13th of May 13, 2022. <laughs> so, <laughs> who knows? We'll do but, part uh, four that time. Yeah, there you go. Jesus. It's a long time uh, remember to follow us on Twitter, the Twitter sphere at dbcrazypod. Uh, Justin's handle is edgyarmo. I have one. It is zachdale60, and you can share your thoughts there, and you can uh, tell us all these crazy things, and we can discuss them on our show. You can tell us what movies we should watch, any thoughts on what your favorite Friday the 13th film is. That would be excellent. Um, and then also, yeah, explain why it's Jason Takes Manhattan, and that's the best one. Um, but yeah, we, we love the recommendations. Please also be sure to check out the Geek Legacy podcast with David, Randy, and Justin. They just did a really fun episode that I'm excited to listen to. I don't know when that one will be um, put out there on all the podcast streaming apps, but I'm excited to hear them because they're a bunch of wild and crazy guys. Um, and then also the Pixelated podcast with Stephen K. James. Um, that is a, a fun one about the video games there. Just please don't be crazy. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much.